Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Happy Thursday to you, North America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour solar flare fiesta. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Chicago to Sheboygan, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you dropping on by. Good show for you coming up on this Thursday morning. Our friend Ross Tucker is going to join us from the NFL on CBS. Big Jim Thorpe fan. He's going to join us hour number four. Also, before that, our number three, another NFL analyst, NFL writer, Mike Jones from The Athletic is going to drop on by our number three. It is a thirsty Thursday, meaning we are going to toast to the good stuff. And so let us know what it is that is something good going on with you. What's making you feel good and do well? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. Tweet at me, DA on CBS, or toast to the good stuff on the phones at 855 212 cbs We've got Tower Toast coming up in hour number three. This hour, sound check in 20 and 40 minutes to the Giants. Stay a chance tonight on Thursday Night Football against San Francisco. But we begin in Chicago, where yesterday Justin Fields turned some heads, and the Chicago Bears felt like they were on the precip- precipice of dysfunction. Number one, Justin Fields admitting he has had robotic play. When asked as a follow-up what is causing that, he said, quote, coaching. This, of course, leads to a lot of, oh, my God, he called out the coaching. In which case, he addressed the media again after that was all wrapped up and realized the firestorm of it and said, you guys are trying to divide us. You're trying to. Create division, you evil media. That was only one chapter of what happened yesterday. The other chapter was the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, has left the team due to health reasons, but reports out there suggest that there was a raid at Hallis Hall and at his home. We don't know what the origin or the reason was for the raid or if that is true, some around the Bears have dismissed that idea. But either way, the defensive coordinator d- did not coach last week against Tampa Bay and is now off the team for whatever reason. Bizarre. 
The Bears issued a statement yesterday about that and did not wish him well with his health concerns, just simply stated he has resigned. So not exactly a warm and fuzzy day around Hallis Hall. So at this point in time, we have to ask this question about Justin Fields. We're in season number three. He's looking at the coaches and saying, hey, this is the reason that I'm not playing like I want to play, and I'm just going to have to basically ignore it if I'm going to get back to winning football. They've tried to create an offense where a run-first quarterback, or at least a running quarterback, has been a pass-first quarterback. Is this experiment officially over? It is where we begin. You're cold open. felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just... Not, not not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not uh, – that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. Bears and Orange don't give up the big play bucks. Two receivers to the left. Keep an eye on number two, D.J. Moore. Fields takes the snap out of the gun. Looks upfield. Throws the ball upfield. It is intercepted. A, it, it's intercepted. Picked off by Shaq Barrett at the one. He's in for a touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There's the takeaway. Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's it's time to play free at that point. So um, thinking less and, you know, playing more. Third down and 19. Mark to make is the Bear 35. Dropping Justin Fields. Fields up crossing around. And it's picked. Intercepted. Picked off by the Bucks at the 30. Bouncing out. It's Izian. Christian Izian's got two in two weeks. When you take my quote out of context, when, when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like, y'all are trying to split, split us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. Never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. You heard the legendary Gene Deckerhoff on Buccaneers Radio with your play-by-play last week. It's funny that there is so much. The fire burns so brightly based on one word. When Justin Fields pauses considers the question, why are you playing robotic? You just said you're playing robotic. And he says, coaching. Had he just said, not sure, just said, not going to get into it, just said, could be a lot of things, haven't pinpointed it yet, could have said, trying to figure that out, could have said, that's on me. None of this happens, but... He did pinpoint coaching. And that creates the firestorm because it feels like, A, he's passing the buck. 
And then it feels like, B, they're completely disconnected on the information he's getting and then processing. And C, because coaching in Chicago has been such an issue for such a long time because Bears fans and the Bears media and everybody around Chicago has been so cynical towards Bears decision-making for so long, it's the spark that lights the bonfire. He says, coaching. And then it's like, oh, of course, it's coaching. And I think it's a young man that's trying trying to be honest. It's a young man who, in his mind, this is the reason that he's being asked to do a lot of things that are unnatural to him. And in the moment, he's talking what he thinks and what he feels. And so that part maybe you shouldn't do most quarterbacks don't do all quarterbacks are coached not to say and you know there's some critique there but that's not really my big critique because I think it's a very honest transparent moment for a young quarterback it's a lot for him it wasn't a lot for Peyton Manning it wasn't a lot for Patrick Mahomes It is a lot right now for Justin Fields. Now, that could be because of Justin Fields. It could be because of the the coaching that he has. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid. My bet is that Andy Reid is better at giving information to young quarterbacks than the guys that the Bears have. So, there is a shred of honesty here that I don't blame Justin Fields for. I think the problem is when he comes back out from his locker and starts pointing the finger that the media is trying to split us up. I mean, there now you're really going down the road of, dude, you said the word. The word, obviously, is the red flag that everybody around the country, fan, media, GM, coach, red flags go up. Whoa, whoa, player said openly the coaching is the reason there's a problem with the quarterback play. Now, Fields, in the middle of the first answer at the podium, does say later that, hey, this is a me thing. I've got to do better with the information. But he also is saying that, you know, I've got to just F it. I'm just going to play my thing. So he is dancing around the fact that He, in his mind, is getting past too much information that's not working for him, and he needs to just digest less of the information and do what works for him, what he did at Ohio State. And that actually is okay if he finds a balance where this is the play that's supposed to be run, but I need to at some point just ball the way that I know instinctually. That that part's okay. It's when Justin Fields realizes the firestorm he's created and comes back out from the locker room and says, you guys, your job is to get clicks. You took my quote out of context. Y'all are trying to split us up. I mean, now you're like, hey, man. You're again a young player that now regrets being honest. And, hey, I think... All of us have been in a situation like that. 
where you might be in a fight with a spouse, uh, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and, you know, you're just, like, talking honestly in the moment, and then you say something, and then you realize, God, why did I say that? Because now that is the thing that, oh, oh, you was that's what you think? Oh, that, and then it becomes its whole... And the worst thing you can do if this is in a professional setting is to go back to what you said in the heat of the moment and say, yeah, but you're taking it out of context. You're trying to divide us. Look, you said it. It was definitely honest in how you believe it. And this isn't a thing where, oh my God, see what Justin Fields said now. Now we can drive a wedge there. You know, you, that's where you also have to just take your your medicine. And I think there's something good that can come out of this is if this is the type of thing where the coaching staff goes, okay, enough is enough. We've been shoving this down Justin Fields' throat. He clearly is uncomfortable with it. Let's strip it down, make it simpler for him. Let's give him some things that he's comfortable with. If he wants to run, we're going to allow him to run. If he doesn't want to stay in the pocket like we're demanding him to, let's find things in the middle that work for both parties. And that that can be okay. That can be okay. So there is a positive that can come out of the fields thing. But it is really quite a, a blinking light, an indicator of a young player who's caught between two worlds both on the football field and off the football field. And he he learned a tough lesson yesterday. Sometimes being honest is going to get you into that firestorm, and so that's why most people are not honest. It's why most players are not going to be honest. It's why no coaches are honest. It's why we glom onto anybody that is honest. It's like, whoa! Because firestorms come with being honest, especially in sports, especially if you're a public figure. Here's your phone number, 855-212-4227. Twitter, DA on CBS. The Alan Williams thing, the DC thing, is something. Of course, we don't know what it is, but when there's reports of potential raids at a football facility that happened because the defensive coordinator is now going to take a leave of absence due to family and health reasons, and there's a raid at his house reportedly, It's something. Now, again, the Bears are going to deny that it was defined as a raid. So maybe it's semantics about what the the process was by law enforcement. If it was law enforcement, what that is all about. But that none of that sounds good. None of that sounds like nothing. Sounds like something. Okay, when we come back here on the show, we've got Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. After the injury to Nick Chubb, the Browns bring in an old friend. And on the Gelb show yesterday, former Notre Damer Brady Quinn has some confidence about his Irish against the Buckeyes coming up this weekend. It's Soundcheck next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, you can always listen to us in podcast form. That is the full four hours of the best of the show, plus the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, always available, all places that you get your podcast. And Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. The Browns lose Nick Chubb for the season. They bring in an old face, Kareem Hunt. I never fully, you know, closed the door or whatnot, but I didn't I didn't think it was a big possibility. So I mean things work out in situations for a reason. So I mean, I guess it was just meant for me to come play for the hometown again. It's quite exciting, I guess, because uh, you know, I'm from Cleveland, born and raised like I always say. And uh I still wanna wanna bring a championship here and help contribute. You know, that was my biggest goal for the past four years to do everything I can to, you know, bring one to the hometowns. What's amazing is that how fortuitous is this bounce for the Browns? He was part of the Browns for the last four seasons, was on the Browns last year, played in every Browns game last season, and then was just on the street, didn't have another job. And in week number two, Nick Chubb goes down. I think Jerome Ford is probably going to end up being a more productive back for them. But a guy that's been with you for the last four years is just on the street. He's just ready to come back in. And then, boom, you add him to the backfield. So in the grand scheme of... Brown's bad luck, the drive, the fumble, losing the team, on and on and on it goes. The fact is, in terms of good, red, right, 88, good news, good luck. Kareem Hunt was available for you after Nick Chubb goes down. Next up, this is Brady Quinn, former Notre Dame quarterback, CBS sports analyst. He joined Zach Elb last night. On a scale of 1 to 10, where's his confidence that the Irish can beat the Buckeyes this weekend? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1, no confidence, 10, most confidence you've ever had. How confident are you that Notre Dame will get the job done? 10. I mean, I, I saw this team week zero up close and personal in Dublin, Ireland. And, and granted, it wasn't so much about being there for their, them playing Navy. It was just seeing the team and seeing – the, the size, the depth they have really in the trenches, looking at their skill positions. They're as long and as athletic and as skillful as I've seen in my lifetime. So 
Um, this is a group that's been they've recruited well, they've developed well. Um, they've kind of been primed now to try to have that breakthrough. And I think Sam Hartman's the guy that's now opening so many things up for them on the outside, a wide receiver. As we like to say around here, is that so? Domer himself, Domer hunk, dog. Pat Boyle wearing his Irish hat, his Notre Dame slash Guinness pullover, pumping his fist. Are you also at a 10 for Notre Dame going to the big house? I should say going to the Buckeyes. I got uh, I'm 10 out of 10. No, really? Notre Dame is home. Notre Dame is winning oh, on Saturday. In, that's right. They're in South Bend. Notre Dame is winning Saturday night. Bogus was asking me in the break. They're winning Saturday night. They're winning Saturday night. Is that when the game is? Correct. Okay. Saturday night, a sea of green will sweep across America. And college football will once again know that Notre Dame is indeed America's team. Well, what gives you such confidence that this Notre Dame team can do something that so few have been ever able to do, which is play with the truly big boys of college football? We'll get to the X's and O's in a second, DA, but you want to know why I know they're going to win this game? Why? Bogus asked me in the break. It has since been confirmed. Notre Dame is breaking out. The Green Unis, Saturday night. Marcus Freeman's asking everybody to wear green to Notre Dame Stadium. Notre Dame has won five straight games in the green uniforms. Uh Last time they lost, they technically weren't even wearing green. I think it was the white with the green numbers, which they wore against Michigan. And Michigan wore those block M's. It was so stupid. They've won five in a row. In the green unis. They're winning Saturday night. They're putting America on notice. It is time to end this charade that Ohio State is a good team. They've been embarrassed the last two years by Michigan. Now it's time for the Irish to put them in a slow cooker and roast them at 420 for five hours. It's over. Notre Dame's winning. The spread opened up at seven and a half. It's down to a field goal. Everybody's on the Irish. I wish it was the opposite. I wish everybody was betting against them. I love when they're the underdog. Oh, Notre Dame, are you going to go to college football playoff and lose by 30 again to Alabama? You're going to lose to Clemson by 30? (laughs) Sam Hartman is the quarterback that Notre Dame has been missing for years now. For years. Tyler Buckner? Off in Alabama, making them look like a bunch of idiots. Tommy Reese, play calling of a six-year-old with a box of crayons. He's at Alabama now. Drawing up plays that my seven-year-old nephew could draw up. Sam Hartman is the quarterback to take this team back to the college football playoff. This defense, as Brady Quinn said, it's athletic. They are big. They are strong. I don't care who's playing quarterback for Ohio State. Kyle McCord, put him in the turf. Devin Brown, I want turf pellets in his mouth. Travion Henderson, NFL running back, yeah. Where do you get the ball taken right out of your hands Saturday night? Irish in a rout Saturday in South Bend. You can book it. Put him in a slow cooker. Roast him. 425. Five hours, not four. Get him real tender. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I don't think oh, okay. Ohio. I don't think Ohio State's a very good football team. 
I think, again, they've been embarrassed the last two years by Michigan. I don't think they can stop the run. I don't think they're that they're that strong as a team. I think the, the trenches, the war in the trench, Notre Dame's going to win it. I think they're going to push them off the ball. Audric Estime is going to be a human battering ram running the football on Saturday right between the tackles. Forget about running it outside. We're going right up the gut. Right up the gut. Over and over and over again. <laughs> Until they tap. This isn't in Columbus. This isn't some neutral site BS cockamamie game. <laughs> You're in the house of the Irish. Touchdown Jesus will be smiling down upon the Notre Dame faithful. <laughs> When they ring out that victory march. Last time I sang a victory march, the team Marquette got bounced in the second <laughs> round. So I'm not going to put the jinx on. Uh. But Dropkick Murphys, shipping up to Boston. Get all your Irish songs. Get your Guinness Saturday night. Sit your ass on that couch, and you watch a beatdown unfold. Ohio State is the three-point favorite in this game currently on the line. Notre Dame Stadium coming up, 7.30 Eastern kick on NBC. What a change. Two days of soft-spoken, well-thought-out, comic book reading EJ, and within 20 minutes, Boyle's slow-cooking Buckeyes. All right. Welcome to Thursday. Tommy Reese with his box of crayons. Drawn up and off. That's my seven-year-old nephew can drop. (laughs) And no, I'm serious. Ohio State sucks. (laughs) They're going to lose. Total betas. (laughs) Finally, here is Christopher Russo on ESPN talking about how big a Saturday he's going to have. Uh, Here's what I'm doing this weekend. Listen to what he's doing this The missus is away. My visiting my son in Flagstaff who's coaching Northern Arizona. I talked to the basketball. So this is away. Be lousy weather. Right? It's gonna be lousy in AZ. No, it's gonna be lousy, lousy oh, here. Oh, here, here Rain, yeah. so I can't get my golf for Tennyson. You know my little right, Tennyson. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am going to. I'll get a run in. I'll take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk. At about twelve o'clock, I'll sit down. I'll make an early cocktail. I'll cut a gummy in half. What's a gummy? A gummy. I'll cut a gummy in half. Keep listening. I'll cut a gummy in half. We got Florida State, Clemson. I like the Florida State quarterback. I'll do something there. At about 3.25, when I'm sourced, I'm not driving in the house, 3.25, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. 718-504, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. Rob, you know what? What the hell? I can't root for Oregon. All right, and I'll pretend on TV. Put 10 dimes on Colorado. It's Colorado and Dion. Let's win the game. So by 3.25, I'll be sitting down with my shorts, little T-shirt, Cocktail. I'll have the other half a gummy. Oh, you save it for later? I'll have half. I half. thought you were just rationing you're gonna it. You're going to swing the tennis racket while you're doing that? You're going to practice swinging the tennis racket? Welcome to my golf swing. Like the moment. So by 3.30, I'll, be, I'll have ABC. It's on ABC, right? Yeah. Is this a Fowler game with Herb Street? I'm sure know. it is. I don't know. A Herb Street and Fowler. Well, why wouldn't they be in there? they got to be there. <laughs> That's so much detail. <laughs> and he's not lying. And he's going to lay 10 thousand dollars on Colorado in this game doesn't he get 10 grand a pop for that ESPN hit it, it, was, it was reported once it was an obscene amount of money You're for right. like two hours so he's just betting his ESPN check That's on true. Colorado and who splits the gummy in half to then save some for later a professional <laughs> I guess so yeah. He wants that extended release. I don't know why Molly was so confused by that. That's what you do. You can't, depending on the gummy, you can't have all of it. See, you gotta, Bogus, Bogues knows. Yeah. 
I think you have to have all of it. You're gonna pop that whole thing in one one bite? What no. if it's what if it's a lot of milli- millies of THC? Right. Yeah, he's gotta see Colorado Oregon, so he's gotta <laughs> space it out. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he can't miss he's gotta be able to call Fat Rob. Also, he doesn't just have a fan duel account. No, he's gotta, this is the original He's gotta still call Fat Rob. Think of how good life is now for Fat Rob. He's now no he's working above board now. Fat Rob was the guy that I always took Chris's action on the sly. Now he can give Fat Rob's number out on ESPN, and it's fine. Good for Fat Rob. But what does Fat Rob then just open up a FanDuel account, or Fat Rob is still collecting funds from the neighborhood? Who the hell is still betting through Fat Rob? I don't even, like I, if if Russo hits this, Fat Rob's gonna pay out twenty grand. Yeah, in a paper bag, and he'll just bring to Chris's house Sunday so, morning. So, Again, Fat Rob has to have the the financial wherewithal because enough people are still betting in the neighborhood. Yeah, Wait, to pay I, out. And I would. And there is so much detail. Again, I got lost in the sea. That is that clip. It is unbelievable. That is from first take yesterday. I don't know if he mentioned that Fat Rob used to be a priest. He did not. That's not how in that he. Clip. That's how he brought it up. But I'm sure that he has probably lost that amount maybe a couple times to where I don't know if he loses, if he wins the 10 grand I don't think fat rob's going to be strapped for the cash <laughs> I mean he can't even pronounce Chris Alave's name right and they got Chris uh, Chris Alave <laughs> He starts giving out the guy's number on air at 718-504. And I, I can add this. As someone that used to work for Chris, he can't do anything for himself. So opening a FanDuel account is probably too hard for him. <laughs> so all he can do still these days is call Fat Rob. Fair. And then Fat Rob does the, the actual legwork. And the end of that clip is brilliant, too. When he just goes, I have a sit on a couch, I have shorts, a little t-shirt. And then he and then he goes into the diatribe of who are the who's calling the game and he gets yeah, hung right. up on it. It's like, Home Street Fowler? It's gotta be. It's gotta be on ABC. It's gotta well, be on Home Street Fowler. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just on ABC. He's on ABC. What are we doing? <laughs> and as a serious Ooh. subscriber, I want a fan contest where I can like win a Saturday on that couch <laughs> with cocktails and gummies and bets, right? Here's your gummy. You get five grand to bet with Fat Rob, and you watch James Russo. I sign me up. That takes the PB Boys operation and puts it down into Double A. You're talking about spread and seed. Whatever. What is it else? What else is it? It's <laughs> hitting parlays and spreading seeds, or something it's like hit, that. Winning bets, taking something, spreading seed. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading seeds, smoking weed, and winning bets. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You got cocktails. You got half a gummy now, half for later. Ten G's on Colorado, and that's just the Colorado bet. Yeah, right. He's already bet other G's on Clemson, that's Florida right. State. Could you imagine having ten large riding on any sporting event? I mean, that feels like it would just be a hemorrhage waiting to happen every single big play. I just can't imagine having $10,000 that I don't need to account for with the rest of my family. Exactly. Yes. To do anything. Yeah. If I forced you to spend $10,000 on one bet, imagine the anxiety around what you would choose in every single play in that game. I think if you do have $10,000 on any bet, the fact that Colorado, I think, is catching 21, you feel like you feel pretty good. You're like, I got 21 points to work with. And then it's 28-7 at halftime. And you're like, oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the, the next 90 minutes are the worst 90 minutes of your life, whether you win that bet or lose your bet until that goes final. 
every single second. No, no. You take a second gummy and you just close your eyes and you wake up on Sunday and you learn what happens. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's the thing about the gummy. You get, you know, that anxiety kicks in. Your heart feels like it's beating a million miles a minute. If you're not in a good state of mind, the THC compounded with that anxiety, oh boy. And can ESPN executives have chilled out that much to where they're like, yeah, no problem. Roos was talking about gummies on air. So I That's did, still not legal in every state. I did see a couple of tweets about that. Um, like, not everyone could have gotten away with saying that on ESPN since he's like half an employee, not a full-timer, and they do seem to care about certain things. And he's kind of a kooky old guy now. Right, and that's what he's there for. Like, if Corso says it's okay, if Herb Street says it, it's not. Right, or like, yeah, Fowler couldn't talk about that. No. Yeah. No, Depends on what your role is. If you're there to be something close to a journalist, you can't be talking about gummies. True. But Chris is there to talk. Well, they probably didn't hire him for the gummy <laughs> angle. It's just an added bonus. Right. I'm sure he can claim medicinal, you know, if nothing else. He can say, well, I take it for arthritis. Arthritis, exactly. Yeah. Glaucoma. <laughs> Glaucoma. And that is your sound check. Standing by with headlines this morning, kind sir, Andrew Bogus. And they're sponsored by Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community and have your first deposit matched up to $100 when you use code PRIMETIME. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. So it's not exactly a coach-killing QB, a quitting D coordinator, and FBI rumors, but Inter-Miami didn't have a great Wednesday either. The soccer club did beat Toronto FC 4-0, improving slightly their chances of making the MLS postseason. But Messi and his buddy Jordi Alba both left in the first half with muscle fatigue. Messi missed their last game for that same reason. The team saying neither will play Sunday's match, so they are hopefully ready for Wednesday's U.S. Open Cup final. And before we leave MLS, congrats to our friend Joey Zanaboni. He and St. Louis City clinched a playoff spot with last night's scoreless draw with with LAFC and some other results around the league. The first-year club continues to lead the Western Conference. Wow, is that right? Expansion team leads the Western? It does. Wow. With Joey Zanaboni in the lead. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, The Giants stopped being coy yesterday, finally ruled out Saquon Barkley in his ankle. For Thursday Night Football at the Niners, Big Blue will also be without left tackle Andrew Thomas, left guard Brem Bettison, oh, and linebacker Aziz Ojolari. So oh. best of luck. San Francisco <laughs> calling wide out Brandon Ayoka game time decision with a shoulder issue. The Vikings traded for running back Cam Akers yesterday, and neither Jalen Waddle nor Anthony Richardson was at their respective practice yesterday, still in concussion protocols. The bad news for the Cubs is a 13-7 home loss to the Pirates. They've dropped 6 of 7 now, but at least this happened in Miami. Oh, two to Vientos. Lifted in the air. Left field. De La Cruz back. He turns. This one is, whoa, way gone. To the seats over the bullpen and left. Mark Vientos, a towering home run. His second blast of the night. That's Keith Rad on Mets Radio New York taking the rubber game from the Marlins 8-3. So the Fish stay a half game behind those Cubs for the last wild card spot. The Diamondbacks did beat the Giants 7-1, so they are now a game and a half clear of the Cubs for the second NL wild card. The Dodgers missed out on a sweep of the Tigers 4-2 in L.A., and the Brewers took care of the Cardinals 8-2. That's 85 losses for the Redbirds, their most since 1999. The Blue Jays beat the Yankees 6-1, keeping their one-game lead on the Rangers and Mariners for the second AL wild card. That's pretty amazing about the Cardinals. 
It's been 24. 24 years since they even lost 89 games, you said? Uh, 85, I think, is the number I mean, right that's now. only a few games under 500. Now, yeah. granted, they'll lose more than that. Right. But they they haven't had 85 losses in more than 20 years. That's a pretty long run of being at least 500 or better. And I think it's four, it was a four-year postseason streak that's ending this year as well, and they're going to have a losing record. I don't know the last time they had a losing record, but um, it's, it's, coming, it's coming here this year. To have that span, they've won two World Series. They won two with Pujols. And it feels like they've been in seven of them. They're just yeah, always there at the end. And they've been in the playoffs so many years. Right. That's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, some NBA rumblings this morning. The Pacers apparently exploring trade options for Buddy Heald after extension talks stalled. He has one season left at $19 million on his current deal. And WNBA playoffs, third and decisive game last night. The Sun, a 90-75 win at the Lynx to reach the semifinals for the fifth season in a row. Alyssa Thomas, 28 points and a dozen assists. DA, back to you. You know, I was thinking on my way in the other day, hearing about that game three. How do we feel about three-game playoff series? Best of three. And what they do in the WNBA is the first two games are at the higher seed, the better team, to, I guess, promote the idea of the sweep. But then you've got to go and play, like, the Sun are the better team, better record-wise, and they had to play the third and decisive game in Minnesota. Mm. Last night, I don't know how I love best of three. I'm fine with. I don't know how I love that structure. We don't have best of three in anything in male sports. We've had best oh, no, of the five. Fir- the the first round now of the of baseball is best of three. Is it not? Or am I crazy? Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're right. And those are all in one location. You're right. Yes. There's no travel in that one. This yeah. one, at least, you got to go. If you if you find yourself in a game three as the better team, you got to get on the road. It just that, feels that part. That part's broken. Right? That part you got to fix. So what you can't you, be having the lower-seeded team playing a possible winner-take-all game. So do you just go all three at the better team? Do you go game one on the road for the better team and then two and three at home to close it out? What do you or, do? Or just how about we – if if the WM – I would assume it's a money reason. It is a travel expense kind of reason, which I hope is not the case. But if that's the case – I don't know. Maybe the NBA can dish some money out to WNBA so we can get them to be able to travel to a game two and travel back home for a game three. I mean, because there's no other logical reason to play the first two games at home and then, hey, game three, winner take all. Yeah, you got to go to a team arena who let won six less games than you. That's stupid. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Boyle. Unless you just have all three, like right. the baseball playoffs, all three at the higher seed. It just feels so brief. Best of three. It's so fast. The finals best of five, but we should do fi- best of five for the series leading up to the finals. Yeah, no, and they do. if you do. want to keep the finals as best of five, then, do, do, I don't know, do a best of seven. It's best of five in the second round, and then the final, I think, is best of five, too. Okay. So it's just so best, best of three. Best of three, best of five, best of five. Yes. Mm. I don't know the structure of the best of five, where the games are. And baseball goes best of three, then best of seven, best of seven. Best of seven. No, right. three, no, three, three, five, seven, seven. Yeah. Oh, the DSs are still best of five? Yes. So th- best of three, best of five, best of seven, best of seven. Yeah. My, oh, my. <laughs> my, oh, my. When we come back here we're on the show, do the Giants stand a chance tonight no. in Santa Clara? DA, CBS Sports Radio. For myself, it's like, man, I hold myself to a standard. This whole offense, this team holds ourselves to a certain standard. And, and so for me, it's like, man, I got to watch that the film, learn from it, um, get out of practice and rep it, you know, rep it, rep it to, you know, 
build that confidence again that, hey, we can hit those those shots and those opportunities. We've done it in the past. Brock Purdy and the 49ers are 2-0. He'll be hosting the Giants tonight on Thursday Night Football. This preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The DA Show, by the way, is available on your smart speaker. So tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. As Bogues mentioned during the headlines, Saquon Barkley is indeed out for tonight's game, which is not a surprise. It seems so silly that Brian Dable was at least verbally keeping the door open, which never seemed plausible that Barkley would have some type of ankle sprain and play four days later against one of the most aggressive defenses in the NFL in week three. But number two, you have left tackle Andrew Thomas, which is out on the offensive line, and Ojolari out on the defensive line for the Giants. This is a Niners spread where they're favored by 10.5 points. That hook is what gets you because you're like, uh, yeah, the Niners are going to win by 10, but is it 11? I don't think the Giants win this football game, and I think that there might be an early part of the game where Brian Dable dials up a funky play here, some type of, of trick gadget play there where the Giants might hit a play or two get in a field goal range, maybe even keep it a one-score game early. But I just think over the course of 60 minutes, especially on the road, especially in a short week, the New York Giants eventually will succumb and lose this game by double digits. And what the Giants really have to worry about is the fact that they've started slow the last two weeks. I mean, they didn't start at all against the Cowboys, but they trailed 20 to nothing against Arizona before they mounted the comeback. If they start slow and give up a couple of plays to McCaffrey or Debo or whoever, and they find themselves down by 14, 17 points, it's like game, set, match. That's like a 35-point win. Because the Giants are not built to catch up, and the Niners' defense won't let you catch up. I have a feeling that over the course of the season, we are going to see a pretty big separation between the 49ers and Eagles and everybody else. And I include the Cowboys in there. Now, there's going to be Cowboys believers, but I'm not one of them. And I I might even say there could be a separation that will happen between the 49ers and the Eagles as well. Because I think that... The Eagles have that Super Bowl hangover, but the Eagles also, and we haven't really necessarily seen it bother them because they're 2-0, but we've seen them not play a brisk, crisp style of football as they also break in two new coordinators and try to make Jalen Hurts more of a pocket passer. Those types of things could be clunky all season long, and maybe in the playoffs it doesn't matter, but I think... You might see an Eagles team over the course of the season after watching them the first two weeks, which just kind of never clicks into gear. Even though I thought they'd win the NFC, watching them the last two weeks makes me pause about that. I think the 49ers are right now built with a true motivation, which is last year could have been the year, but Purdy gets injured NFC Championship game, and we don't get a chance to really do what we could do. And I think... Right now, being healthy, clicking in all cylinders, the 49ers are kind of on a different plane of depth. Everyone is signed. 
everyone is healthy, and we have a mission to finish. We have Purdy in here. We believe in Purdy. We have the offense we want to run. Everybody's, you know, at standing at attention. It is now our moment. And the way that they dispatched of the Steelers in week number one, and I know that, you know, last week it wasn't a blowout, but there were, again, plays and drives in there where you're like, yeah, that's, that is just something firing in all cylinders. I think the 49ers are are really, really, really going to be tough to beat for anybody in the NFC, and the Giants are just not at that level. And the Giants could find themselves at best to be a 9-8 and eight team this year. And a game like this, short week, on the road, in San Francisco, Santa Clara, with injured Andrew Thomas, injured Saquon Barkley, it's just a bad combination. This one is, is the Niners in a blowout. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.